Nice. Good. How's the fast going? Woo! There is a lot of grace on this fast. Yeah? How many of you are experiencing that? I am. So it's like this has been the, the easiest fast. I mean, I am fasting, but it's been the easiest fast. I like that a lot, right? <laughs> and so I want to just make a few introductions before I get into the Word, which I'm really excited to share with all of you guys this morning. First of all, my new book came out this week. Woohoo! And we have, we have them available in the back, right? After the service, yeah. So we're going to be selling books. It was okay. Martha said it was okay for us to sell. Defeating Strongholds of the Mind, A Believer's Guide to Breaking Free. And so it talks about how to identify strongholds in our mind. It is chock full of prayers to pray at the end to bring yourself into freedom. And how can you even identify if you have a stronghold? How do you get the mind of Christ? How do we begin to transform our mind? So who's interested? All right, Tiffany and Sam, man, your hands went up fast. I'll sign it after the service. And I'll be back there to sign books, too, if y'all want me to sign it. So this is a first. This is like a first fruits for me. This is my first time to speak this year. Woohoo! And I was privileged to get to be a contributor, contributor to the new Spirit-Led Woman Bible that was released by Charisma House. And it's in the modern English version. This is my first time to preach from my new Bible. And so I'm very excited about that. And so it's really, isn't it pretty? Didn't they do a good job? Yeah, amen. All right. And so um, actually it was quite a surprise. I, I write for Charisma House and they sent me an email and it said, uh, we are including some of your writing materials that you have done for us for books in a new Bible that's coming out in November. And uh, so basically they had already put it in there and said, just wonderful surprise there. So you know it. So I, that was a great honor. So, and I'm enjoying it. It's a good Bible and it's in the modern English version, which is really way cool. Yeah. All right. So I just wanted to say before I begin sharing, I know that you guys don't get to see us that often because I am on the road here and there and everywhere. But I just want to say how much I love you guys and how much my heart is always here with you. And every Sunday morning, no matter where I'm preaching or where I am in the world, I always get up and say a prayer for you guys. I think about you guys. My heart is with you. I think, oh, I wonder what they're doing this morning at church. And so I want you to know that even though God's opening doors and we're traveling here and there and everywhere, how much I love you guys. I'm so glad to be a part of Antioch Church and I'm glad you're my family. So I just wanted to say that. And please be praying for me because starting tomorrow I start traveling and I travel to Texas or Dallas to be with Mike and Cindy Jacobs to tape shows with them for God knows. And then I head to Mississippi for a prayer conference and to meet with my Choctaw friends. And I come home three days and then I go to Seattle, Washington to be with Dan Hammer and his church. And then I come home for three days and I go to Korea for five days and Russia for five days. And I come home February 11th. So please, 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 please be praying for me <laughs> because I'm going to be going here and there and everywhere, even in just the next month. And we got news this week that our oldest daughter, well, we knew it was going to happen, is now engaged and going to be married. Woo! 
So <laughs> we have had, already had, you know, I, I preach, when I, when I teach and preach, I say Kendall is me on steroids and it's really true. And so she, you know, everybody thinks I'm teasing, but it's really, really true. And um, so she has already had three uh, meetings this week concerning the wedding. And uh, Christy and I were trying to get together this week and I'm finally, I had to text her. I said, I'm so sorry. I mean, we've been in meetings for weddings and because I'm about to leave for a month, we had a lot that we had to get done. So be praying for us as we plan a wedding as well. So, all right, I'm going to pray and then we're going to dive into the teaching. Holy Spirit, we just thank you, Lord, for Antioch Church. Lord, I thank you for our friends and our family. Lord, I thank you that your promises for our lives are yes and amen. Lord, I thank you that 2015 is going to be an awesome off-the-charts year. Because, God, everything that you create and everything that you are in is awesome and good. Holy Spirit, I welcome you to have your way this morning. Let everything that I need to say and to teach and to share, let it come forward, Lord. And, Lord, I just thank you for the promises that you have for the body of Christ, that you have for Colorado, that you have for us personally, and that you have for Antioch Church. And Lord, we give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, since I'm at home and I'm with family, I'm going to preach barefoot, okay? Y'all all right with that? I, y'all, y'all, y'all seen me preach barefoot before, right? Okay, good. I thought so. If I haven't, y'all need to get used to it. Okay. They love me in Korea. They love it. They call me the barefoot preacher. And they started it, though, because when you teach in Korea, they all have hardwood floors on the platform, and they're very slick, and they make you wear slippers. And so I walk too much, and I'd be up giving my message, and I'd slide across the floor in my slippers. So finally, I just kicked them off one time, and I said, okay, here in Korea, I'm barefoot. And it's just stuck. I love it. It's so much fun. All right. I do preach better barefoot. So I, what I'm going to do this morning, I've got six pages of notes, okay, that we're going to get through. Are you ready? So I'm going to be prophet and teacher because I felt like I definitely had to give some bullet points this morning for the coming up year so you guys could really get it real clear. So I'm going to be prophet and I got my teacher hat on at the same time. So you guys that want to take notes, take notes. But the Lord really woke me up. He woke me up this morning early. And real, I went back and reworked my notes and really got them into bullet points, you know, for you guys. So that will help you in a teaching way really apply what God's saying for this year. Sound good? All right. So, you know, all of you know that I'm a member of the Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders. We meet once a year, and it's a room full of 30 prophets or more. And we pray, we seek the Lord, we intercede. Lord, what are you saying for this coming year of 2015? Now, God is a big God. He can do whatever he wants to do and he decides to do, right? (laughs) But for us to be able to move forward in his timing and in his understanding, it is always good to say, God, what is on your heart for this year? What is our assignment for this year? Lord, what is it that you're wanting us to do for this year? And so there are 30 of us that come and we get together and Greg was there for the first time this year. And do we pray a lot? And do we prophesy a lot? And we prophesy over the wall, the clock in the room. I mean, when you got that many prophets, you're prophesying all the time. And so everybody's sharing what they're hearing. So what I'm taking in these notes are what the Lord was sharing with me, but also the common threads of what all these other 30 prophets and leaders are hearing as well. So are you ready? 
All right, everybody say turn around. This is a turnaround year. So what do we mean by a turnaround year? When we turn around, it means God's going to recalibrate some things. Jeffrey, the word that you were sharing was so very much right on of what God is even going to be saying in this message and to us in 2015. So when we turn around and we recalibrate, let me just give you the definition. What does it mean to recalibrate? It means to correct in mid-course. It means to modify, to amend, to change and bring a metamorphosis. What, you want me to say those again? Correct in mid-course, modify, amend, change, and bring a metamorphosis. So that kind of just gives us a little clue right there that God's going to be saying, hey, the way you did that in the last season, that was great, but why don't we try it this way as we head into this year and in this season? Do not be surprised, and this will happen, that God might say, that was great for the old season, but in this new season, I'm going to have you do things in a new way. We're going to recalibrate. There's going to be a fresh anointing. There's going to be more creative ways of us to do things. All right. What is interesting, even uh, the number in Strong's Concordance of 2015, it means to turn. <laughs> and so, and so I, that word, the Hebrew word is hafak, H-A-P-H-A-K, 2015. And it literally means to turn about or over, to change, overturn, be converted, and overthrow. Thomas Blackshear, are you here? I have to give you this prophetic word or I'm not going to be able to preach. The Lord says, this is a turnaround year for you. And he said, this is, you have been in a season that God has purposely had you in. And you've been very faithful in that season. But I hear the Lord saying, in this season where there's been a measure of hiddenness, this is your coming out year. And God is birthing new anointing and fresh vision and what he has given you to release to the body of Christ. And what you release in this, in this season will bring salvations, it will bring deliverance, and it will bring healing. I hear the Lord saying there is an expansion coming to your studio. And he says, get ready. There's going to be a multiplication that is coming, and you are going to teach and equip many that will take the prophetic anointing, that will change art, the prophetic art industry and the art industry in our nation to glorify God. Everything, brother, Thomas, everything the enemy has meant for harm in the past 10 years, watch God turn for good this year. And every place where the enemy has robbed from you, it will be restored a hundredfold. Woohoo! All right. <laughs> so we're going to teach and prophesy, all right? Okay. In this year, we can't keep doing things the way that we did it in the last season. If it doesn't work, ask God the new way to do it. If we keep doing something over and over again and we're not seeing breakthrough, God's wanting to recalibrate. He's wanting to turn around. He's wanting to give us fresh vision of how to do it again in this new season in a way that will be prosperous, in a way that will bless. All right? Um, There is going to be a strong increase, a prophetic word of wisdom and revelation this year corporately. This isn't just for prophets. This is corporately in the body of Christ. How many of you are already having more dreams and visions since the beginning of? Yep. 
And so that's going to increase for us this year. I don't dream that much. I really don't. But I've already had three significant dreams this year. And so there's going to be just a new download of prophetic revelation that is really going to hit the mark and is going to bring great wisdom for us personally and for us corporately. There is a grace for us to seek the Lord and to hear what we need to hear for our lives. Everybody good? All right. I wanted to say this. This is a great tidbit that Bill Hammond flew out in the prophetic meeting when we were talking about prophetic wisdom and revelation. And I wrote it down and I want to share it with you. Bill Hammond says, in the prophetic, in the body of Christ, this was a word of wisdom he was releasing at that moment. He said, fullness of truth. We have to have fullness of truth, not partial truth. Partial truth can, and many times, be deception. So there's going to be an increased anointing of discernment and wisdom in that prophetic realm to know fullness of truth and not just partial truth. All right? Here we go. Get your seatbelts on. You ready? Many of us were hearing and seeing, and you've probably already heard it prophesied, that this is the year of the whirlwind. How many of you have already heard that? Yeah, we're going to talk about that some today. And so in this year of the whirlwind, it is a time where we have the ability to see and watch. But we have to know, and I'm going to explain this whirlwind in a minute. I'm just going to give you some basic steps before we go into it. It's a season of seeing and watching, and it's the power of knowing who you will become and who you are that is very important. So what do I mean? God is giving grace in this year for us to understand who we are as sons and daughters. And I'm jumping ahead a little bit. This is a season to see great victory over an orphan spirit and an orphan mindset. And I'm prophesying already, and I'm going to go ahead and do it, and I'll get when I get there. Even for the state of Colorado, there is a strong anointing and grace for this year to see the orphan spirit and the orphan mindset over this region and this state to see, to state, to see it defeated and overturned. Amen? We have to have faith when we are in this whirlwind. And let me just build this, and I'm going to talk about the whirlwind. We have to have faith in this season because some things are going to get shaken up. Some things is going to feel like we're, right, we're in the middle of like all of a sudden we're walking along and we're doing real good, and all of a sudden we're going to feel like this maybe confusion or not confusion, but just things are kind of getting disrupted. And, and, and I, let me tell you, on Friday, I was on the phone six hours with people from around our nation who are already in somewhat of a whirlwind saying, can I have some wisdom? What is God saying? What is he speaking to you? But what's happening in this whirlwind, because you know, you think of a whirlwind, it's like a tornado, right? It's a whirlwind. But there's that eye of the storm where we can get in the center of that eye and we can have great peace and clarity in the center of this storm. So we have to also have faith to trust God in this season. Amen? All right? I love this. The whirlwind, I'm just going to read you exactly what we prayed in, that, in the room. The whirlwind will release seeds to sow for your future. Doors will be blown off storehouses where seeds of our future have been locked up. 
So when we think of whirlwind, we think, oh, this is not good. But actually, God's causing it. He's causing some things to shift and to turn around in order that the seeds for our future can be released. And where things have been locked up, they're going to be unlocked this year. Amen? Amen. And so here's this for us personally. Guess what? God might want you to start a whirlwind. He might want you to be a change maker, a history maker. God might have you start to do things that are going to release his presence and his glory to cause things to change and to shift. Everybody with me? Everybody say courage. We have to have courage to do something new. On the flip side, we don't want to cause a negative whirlwind. Hosea 8, 7 says, For they have sown the wind, and they shall reap a whirlwind. When we are causing there to be, when we're releasing God's presence, when we're stepping into a change, we're releasing His glory and His presence for others to come into purpose and destiny. Amen? So we don't want to release it in a negative way. This is not a year to be lazy. It's never good to be lazy. But especially this year, this is not a year to stop. Everybody say, don't stop. In the midst of the whirlwind, God is turning things around for your behalf. Listen, there's going to be many, and we've even prayed this morning, Damascus Road experiences this year. For prodigals, there's going to be Damascus Road experiences this year. God can turn Saul's into Paul's. And so we are going to see this year, those who are not walking with the Lord have that Damascus Road encounter and experience with the Lord. We're going to see many, many that will have this this year. Listen, this isn't just for prodigals. These are even people that we see in the world who are not walking in righteousness. Do not be surprised if even with some governmental leaders, we do not see Saul's become Paul's. Isn't that exciting? I'm going to say that again. Do not be surprised if we see governmentally leaders that were, who are Saul's who will become Paul's. We are going to see this year. See, I'm trying to teach and I'm, I'm already prophesying. We are going to see, we are going to see uh, this year right, righteous governmental leaders that are going to rise up and do some bold and courageous things for the kingdom of God. Uh, Bobby Jindal in Louisiana has called a day of fasting and prayer for his state. And he's meeting with pastors and leaders across, you know, that are coming to meet with him from across the nation. And so there's going to be uh, courageous governmental leaders. Actually, it'll be, I can't remember the exact day this month. I'm out of the country. 24th. I, yeah. It's when I'm, I'm um, going to Korea or I would, if I had known, I actually would have put it on my schedule to go. And so the 24th, he's calling this day of fasting and prayer for a state and for our nation. Amen. So Lord, we just bless him. We speak a hedge of protection around him. Father God, we thank you for this righteous, godly man that is calling a nation to prayer. And Lord, we just speak that there will not be a media war against this man. Lord, and whatever the media tries to unleash against him, Lord, we just speak a consuming wall of fire of protection around him and those angels to go before him and behind him and his family. All right. God's going to speak in the midst of this whirlwind. I'm going to give you a scripture. It's Job 38.1. 
Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said. So even when if we see things shaking or whirling around us, if we get into that place, there is a grace to get into that place, that, that, that anointing, that place to hear from the Lord, and he will speak to us in the midst of the whirlwind. This is something else we prayed. All the things that we kind of prayed out loud, I've got in red. When we were talking about this, uh, one of the things that was prayed out, proper alignment comes sometimes only through a shaking. We must have great spiritual courage. Timidity cannot get, in, get into the way or get into our lives in order to keep us from right alignment. Does everybody understand? So no fear this year. <laughs> so we're going to move out of fear. We're going to move from helplessness to hope. This was a big one. The lifeless will be resuscitated. Spiritually, physically. It says in 2 Kings 20 verses 1 through 11. And I'll just read some of these scriptures to you real quick. In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was near death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, came to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then he turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord, saying, Please, O Lord, remember how I have walked before you faithfully and with undivided heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Here comes the awesome part. Now, before Isaiah had come out of the middle courtyard, the word of the Lord came to him saying, turn back and say to Hezekiah, the leader of my people, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayers. I have seen your tears. I will heal you. And so we know that Hezekiah was healed and that he got another 15 years. So even as I'm sharing today, you're going to keep hearing a repeated pattern. We're in 2015. You're going to keep hearing about 15, and I'm going to talk to you about that number here in just a second. All right? And so the lifeless will be resuscitated. And Lord, I just pray that over everybody here in this house and everybody that is going to be listening by podcast. Lord, where they feel tired, where they, there's hope deferred, Lord, I thank you, you will restore hope. Where they feel lifeless, Lord, we just speak a resuscitation and a reviving now from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, that we will be resuscitated and revived in you. All right, so we talked a little bit about the whirlwind. Next point for this year the turnaround year, we talked about that. In this turnaround year, many times it's going to happen at the midnight hour. It's a turnaround year. Many times we're going to see God bring that breakthrough in the midnight hour. So we have to decide that whatever we are going to do or whatever God is calling us to do, that we allow him to do that complete metamorphosis in us. Wherever he says change, we have to decide, I'm going to make that change. Is everybody good? This is, this, this, this is good too. Kind of a word of just helping us stay on track. Don't get into unsanctified mercy. And we always love, right? But don't get into unsanctified mercy and be a fire extinguisher to put out the fire God might be using to get others into the right place. 
Don't prop people up and rescue when God is trying to put a fire underneath them to get them moving. God's going to give us great discernment this year. How, when we're seeing, even not with us, but with others around us, how to see them come in to the fullness of what God wants. Amen? Okay, now this is going to seem contradictory, but I'm going to teach through it. This is why I wanted to teach a lot this day. This is also a year of rest. <laughs> so, oh my goodness, how do you have a whirlwind and rest at the same time, right? Trust me, when I'm in ACPE and I hear all this stuff coming up and I'm going, okay, you know, but it, it's going to all make sense. Okay, so just hold on. So there, we are in a grace period. And the first six months of this year, how many of you have already heard that? Is very, very key. And in the first six months of this year, God is giving us a great grace to come into a place of rest with him. It's that calm. It's the calm in that storm. It's the eye of the storm that we can come into that place of rest. The number 15 actually means rest. It represents rest. So I'm going to read to you something. Is it all right if I get teacherous a little bit more? I'm going to read to you. This is so interesting. I thought, I'm just going to read it. I don't know if I can teach it as good as I can read it. But the number 15 in the Bible pictures rest, which comes after deliverance, which in the Bible is represented by the number 14. Okay? So 14 deliverance, 15 rest. The fifth day of the first Hebrew month is called Nisan. Okay? And uh, the 15th day of the first Hebrew month, and the first Hebrew month is called Nisan. It is the feast of the unleavened bread. It is a day of rest for the children of Israel and for us as Christians. Also, the 15th day of the seventh Hebrew month begins on the Feast of Tabernacle, which in Hebrew culture was also a day of rest. So we're getting this. 15, according to the Bible and according to Hebrew culture, is a, is a number signifying rest. Listen to this. When God took, gave Abraham the vision, all right, of, of his, the, uh, that his descendants would end up in slaves as a foreign country, he gave him that vision on the setting of the sun in the month of Nisan on the 15th day. Isn't that something? But then what ends up happening is when the children of Israel, they get freedom from Egypt, it also came on the 15th day of Nisan all those hundreds of years later. Isn't God awesome? On the 14th is when the, they had the Passover. And when all the children, the, the, the young boys of Egypt were killed on the 14th, on the 15th is when the children of Israel gained their freedom from Egypt. Same day. After dying on the cross, Jesus' body is placed in a garden tomb as the sun was setting to begin Nisan 15. Isn't that awesome? For Christians, the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, you know, a lot of people um, still practice those feasts, you know, that are attached to Jewish history and culture. And so on the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is Nisan 15, it pictures rest from their sins, having had them removed by Christ's shed blood on Passover. Isn't that awesome? And so you can kind of already feel it, can't you, a little bit when I'm reading about it, that rest, you feel that? And so what God wants us to do this year is make time to rest in him. This is a year that we can get easily distracted. 
And so one thing that we heard very clearly, and one thing the Lord's been speaking to me, is that we this year need to do what our assignment is. Don't get distracted doing something that's not our assignment. And when we ask the Lord for that wisdom and that discernment through that prophetic anointing and increase that he's given us, then we'll know this is my assignment, this isn't. And what God's going to cause us to do is we won't be distracted this year, and that will give us time to be able to rest in him and with him. Isn't that good? If it's not your assignment, don't do it. God, am I supposed to do this? Yes, okay. God, is this my assignment? No, okay. Amen? Is that all right, Pastor Jade? Be released to do what God wants you to do and not be distracted. That was a really big word for me, and probably that's why there's some impartation. Because, you know, you can get really busy doing awesome, great things for the kingdom of God. But if it's not his, your assignment for, his assignment for you, don't get distracted. Make time to rest in him. I, I, we took, woohoo, a vacation over Christmas, a beach vacation to Laguna Beach. Boo. <laughs> My husband's boo. He, he, you know, he prefers snow skiing and the ice and the snow. And the girls and I love the beach and the sand and the water. And, you know, guys, and I'm just, can I be really, really transparent? This is why this word went so deep for me. I did not realize how tired I was and how much I needed that rest until I did it. So make sure this year, Lord, what is it that I'm to do? And what is it that I'm not to do? And make time for him. Lord, we just thank you for your presence right now. Lord, we just thank you for that rest and that peace in you. Okay, I'm going to keep going. Worship. Worship is so key this year. Seth, y'all did an awesome job this morning. And I have a prophetic word for you guys. I hear the Lord saying that, um, I hope that this is very specific, and it makes me a little nervous when I do it, but the Lord says he has four precious little ones that have your name written on them that he's going to bless you with in your household. They might have a different last name right now, but they will carry your family name. And that the Lord is going to bring them to you over the next three to four years. And we just speak right now favor in the system. We speak favor right now in the system. And any court, any hearings that are going on right now, I speak and release the favor of the Lord. So if you feel like you're in your midnight hour... If you feel like you're in that place where it's like, God, is this, are we going to get the breakthrough? Is it going to come? That is the time where we sing and we praise and we worship him. I'm going to talk about it in just a little bit, but refer to it briefly here. When Paul and Silas were imprisoned in Philippi at the midnight hour, they were praising and singing hymns to the Lord in an impossible situation. And God caused an earthquake that their prison doors would, well, I'm just going to preach it now, that their prison doors would fly open and that they would be free, the prisoners would become 
come free and salvation would begin to spring forth. So if you're in your midnight hour of needing your miracle, let praise and worship come forth. And sing and release. This is something we should do all the time. This isn't even just for 2015. This is something we should practice day in and day out in our Christian walk. Sometimes it's easier said than done, right? Sometimes we don't feel like it. Sometimes it's like, Lord, I don't want, I can't, you know, guys, even sometimes where I can't even feel like there's a praise bubble or popping up or bouncing up from my spirit or rising up from my spirit, I will just sit and say, Jesus, 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 I love you, Jesus. And as I keep saying his name, then the other words and the praise begin to flow. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, oh, my soul, rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you prophetic wisdom and revelation comes. Just listening to the Lord. Our speech and what we say this year should be this way all the time. Don't speak out the opposite of God's goodness. We're going to get to all the glory fire because that's coming too. We're going to get to the good stuff. We're almost there. All this is good. The Lord began to deal with me six months ago about the words of my mouth. Wrote a whole chapter of it in my book. And then after I wrote it and it's being edited, the Lord started to deal with me concerning things that I might say. You know, we we just get used to saying them, right? And it would come out, and all of a sudden there was a grace and an anointing for me to hear it and say, that's not God's best for me. Why would I say that? Why would I speak that out? Why would I say that critical thing? Why would I say we're never going to get breakthrough in this? Are we ever going to get breakthrough in this? Instead of asking, saying, God, I know that we are going to see breakthrough in this. Whether it be finances, whether it be children, whether it be healing. God, we know that you are a good and a faithful God. And we are going to speak it out in agreement with you. So let's talk about praise for a little bit. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm, I'm getting through my notes. Now, we, we've talked about the year 2015. How many of you have heard about the Hebrew year? On the Hebrew calendar, this is 5775. Have any of you heard that? Okay. 
And so some, you know, people teach into that and prophesy into that. And I want to do that a little bit today because it's really awesome where we are and concerning this praise that we're to release to the Lord. Okay, so I'm just going to break it down teacher style. In the century of the 5700, the 5700s in the Hebrew calendar, it literally means translated in English. This will be the year of, okay? Like 50, the 5700s. This will be the year of. The decade of the 70s, the number 70 actually means this will be the year of seeing, having prophetic revelation, having prophetic visions, having dream, having wisdom, okay? See that whole prophetic piece? This will be the year of seeing, having visions, prophecy, dreams. And that number five, and this is way cool. I have to tell you a testimony when I share this. It actually is a word, hey, and it means to praise, like hallelujah, praise God. So we are in a year of watching and seeing and having prophetic visions and, and dreams and understanding and wisdom and revelation. And that we in this place of praise, when we hallelujah and we praise God, our enemies will flee and scatter. So when I was praying over this this morning, and I was even writing out more in my notes this morning when I was praying, right when I got to this part, I had my worship music going, I like Carrie Job. Do y'all like Carrie Job? And right, 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 when I got to this place in my notes, she broke out into this song singing hallelujah <laughs> for five minutes while I was praying over this part. And I, and I, Lord, do I share this part? Do I not share this part? She starts singing over and over again for five minutes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Holy God. Hallelujah. Praise is so important to our walk. 2 Samuel 22, 4, I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. So hear this. Now here's now this is the fun part because I get to let the warrior part come out too, all right? Because I'm a warrior. The reality is in this year, when we praise, when we find that rest in him, when we praise and we're in his presence, there is going to be this thing that rises up even more so than what we've experienced in the past, that everything that the enemy has meant for harm in our lives, there's going to be a rising up to us saying, enough is enough. You will not go any further a drawing a line in the sand and breaking off the assignments and everything that he has meant for harm will be turned for good and the breakthrough will come this year. Woo! Yeah? Enough is enough. No more. I am a child of the King of Kings. In this place of praise, in us, in us personally, in the body of Christ corporately, like we talked about that orphan mindset and spirit, there's going to be an understanding, a deep understanding of who we are as the sons and daughters of the King of Kings. I'm going to write this. I'm not preaching at you guys. These are things that I literally wrote down in intercession last night when I was praying, and I'm just going to read it. The Lord says, stop speaking out the bad stuff the enemy is doing and stop speaking out criticism. That is being double-minded, and you will not turn around if you are not willing to come out of a victim place and say out loud what a good God you serve. Out of the overflow of the heart, your mouth speaks. Draw a line in the sand and go into your future. 
Woo. Amen. Even if it's the midnight hour, praise the Lord. Fasting and prayer. You ready? All right. Fasting and prayer. Next is what we're going to talk about. Esther called a fast and the enemy's plans boomeranged back on his head. Fasting and prayer. And we won't read that scripture. You can look it up later. But Esther 9, 1 through 4, it's where it talked about how God delivered the children of Israel, the Jewish people, out of the hands of the enemy. So obviously we are on our 21-day fasting right now, right? Fasting and prayer is key for this year to see things turn around. We can see things. Hear me. You know, there's a lot of prophetic words out there about judgment. We can see things change through prayer. We cannot forget the power of fasting and prayer. There is a remnant that is Holy Spirit on fire for God. You are a part of that remnant. And in this Holy Spirit anointed fire of God remnant, there is an anointing that is rising up for fasting and prayer and that will see things shift and can see things shift not only in our personal lives, corporately, at a state level, but nationally. We cannot give up. Now is not the time to stop. Amen? There is an anointing through fasting and prayer, just like what Esther did that will see a people delivered. There is an anointing, just like what Esther saw in fasting and in prayer and in obedience and humility. We can't be prideful. And Did you hear my Texas accent come out? I heard it, prideful. Woo-hoo! It, just, it was there a little bit. I'm still from Texas. Okay. But we can't be prideful. We have to have that humility and obedience. But hear me, there is an anointing to see where there's defilement and lands and regions to see it defeated this year if we will pray and stay focused. Amen? It is a time where we can see God's glory come into our services. Prophetic word for Antioch. I'm going to jump to it. All right? I'm almost there, guys. I'm doing good. I just, the Lord gave me this scripture, Acts 2.2. I'm not sticking in order of my notes. I try. I try to teach and then I start prophesying. Acts 2.2. Suddenly a sound like a mighty wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. I hear the Lord saying that for Antioch, God is doing a new thing in prayer and worship in this season. That there is a new sound that is coming in worship. There is a new, and the worship's great. God's just doing, he's going to birth some new things. There's going to be prophetic sounds and songs that start bubbling up within the worship team that will release healing and breakthrough. There's going to be an anointing on the worship that will break the yoke and will bring healing and freedom to those who are in and that, that part of that worship worship service. Amen. I also hear the Lord saying, and I don't know, well, this is what I heard the Lord saying. God is recalibrating intercession in the house, that he is recalibrating intercession in a way that it's going to be focused and it's going to hit the mark. How many of you of the intercessors in the house have been under warfare? Raise your hand. Can y'all stand up real quick? Can I pray over them, Jade? All right. 
I was sensing this very strongly. So, Lord, right now, and I'm going to pray over the worship as well in just a sec. Right now, over the intercessors, the intense warfare and the whirling that the enemy has tried to cause around them, around their families, around their health, around their home, right now, in Jesus' name, I break every assignment of warfare off of them in Jesus' name. I speak now, Father God, that there will be a peace that place of rest in you. Lord, I speak an increase anointing in intercession where the enemy has even tried to come and bring distraction. I break that distraction now in Jesus' name. And Lord, I speak right now a recalibrating, a reviving, a refiring right now on the intercessors that as they go into this year of 2015, all of that warfare is canceled now and they will be focused Focused on you and can hear and not be distracted with the schemes of the enemy. And I break all health issues off of these intercessors and their homes right now in Jesus' name. And I speak and release healing over them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Every place where the enemy, you guys have stayed true, y'all have stayed faithful, but even every place where he's tried to come and disrupt the group, I break that assignment now in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Woohoo! All right, worship. You, how, how many of you have felt like you've been going through some stuff on the worship team? Yeah? Those of you that do stand up, because I want to pray over you. There y'all are. I wondered where Joe and Caitlin were. There you are. So, Lord, right now, over all of these worshipers, I thank you, Father God, for the anointing that is, going, that is rising up in them. Lord, I thank you now, Father God, that any assignments of warfare that has come against them, that it is canceled now in Jesus' name. I speak right now that any distraction that has tried to come in over them and on them, that it's canceled now. And Lord, I thank you for a fresh anointing to flow over them from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. We call forth prophetic songs. We call forth new sounds. This is not to pressure you guys. This is just, you keep doing what you're doing. God's just going to do it. We just thank you, God, for an easy flow, a free flow, no striving. And Lord, we just thank you, Father God, for a prophetic wind, Lord, that's going to capture them and for the new songs that will be birthed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and prophesy over Antioch, and then I'm going to, I'm going to finish up. Is that all right? It's 12 o'clock. I'll go five more minutes. Are we okay on that? I hear the Lord saying, and I saw this a year ago, and I saw it again in intercession last night and this morning, that there is going to be even an increase in multiplication of the young people that God is bringing to the house. And that there is going to be multiplication of, of young people that God brings into the house. It's an army that is to be raised up to be sent out to the nations. And I, and I, I know this in the natural, but even within the missions department, God's been recalibrating already. That recalibration is going to continue happening through this year. And that there's going to be an Antioch anointing that, that releases from this house into the nations. And it's going to be what God has breathed, Holy Spirit has breathed into this house of what he is saying and it's going to be a model and a prototype that he is releasing within this house amen I hear the Lord saying do not shrink back on contending for healings and miracles because this year you will begin to see healings and miracles and signs and wonders 
Uh, it is a year to begin to gain strategy for the city and the region, and that not only will you have new strategy, but it will be implemented. There's, there's going to be action that comes in this year for the city and for the region. There is, in this region, there is an anointing right now, Jade, for pastors and leaders to come together to be of one heart and one mind. And there's a grace anointing over the next six months. I don't know if you, you got, if there's still happening. I know I'm in and out so much, but there's going to be more that are added to the number. And that in the first six months, there's going to be a coming together and we just speak right now. There will be no division that will come in this time. Amen? The history will not repeat itself. Amen? Amen. Jaden Christie. Christie first for you. The Lord's going to... I hope this is okay. Is this okay? It's good. The, the, <laughs> I hope it's, it's good. It's good. Uh, you trust me? Okay. Um, this year... Um, there's a fire anointing on you, girl, that's been bubbling up. And you've gotten up here on the platform some, and you start praying, and you start sharing, and it just, whoosh, I mean, it's just there. I hear the Lord saying there is a fire prophetic teaching anointing that he is imparting to you this year. And that he's going to call, there's going to be doors. There's going to be things that he's going to be called on to release that anointing and that gifting. Your voice and that anointing and that prophetic teaching that he has given you is needed in this house. It is needed in this house. And that God is releasing you into a season. I know last year, twins, and you went. To, she went with me to France and Spain and Portugal. Woohoo! And so we had an awesome time. And so, uh, but that this is a year that that gifting is going to be released. And when God puts his finger on that and starts nudging it, he says, step into it. It's time. It's going to surprise you. It's going to be awesome fun. I've seen it. How many of you have seen it on her already? How many of you want to hear more? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and Jade, I, I hear the Lord saying, this is a year to complete the book. Okay. Anyway, it's... <laughs> We're really good friends, so I get anyway. What God has given you in that book is needed for this season. I hear the Lord saying, Jade Duncan, son, you be you. I don't, you be you. I'm going to say it again. You be you. And I hear the Lord saying that in this season and in this year, that prophetic, fiery, intercessory anointing that's not only prophetic, but it's also apostolic. And we know that that God is going to release it to a higher measure this year, not only in the house, but in the region. I know we all pull on you a lot, which, you know, but I also hear the Lord saying, this year it's very key for you to get times to pull away, to get that prophetic fresh vision from the Lord. I hope that's okay to say in front of the house. I personally, as a friend, release you for those times that you need. And it is time to complete the book because it is a book that will go across the body of Christ and it is a now word that is needed. And God's going to show you when and how to gather the pastors and the leaders. But this is the year. The first six months now is the time. Ooh. All right. Are y'all good? All right.
All right, this is the good stuff, and then we're gonna then we're gonna close. I'm gonna share a little bit, a little just a little bit more. God's gonna reveal revival fires. Okay, there's places of Holy Spirit fire. There are vortexes of the fire of God's glory that will be fanned by Holy Spirit winds, <laughs> and that He is gonna release His glory. I've been teaching in Arizona, uh, which has been fun and awesome. They are actually in one of these glory revival moves of God right now, and God started telling the people they'd already been saved and baptized, but God started speaking to them, some of them, that they felt like they needed to be baptized just in this anointing of what God was doing. Guys, I am telling you, mother got baptized. Her son in the womb had, what is that called? Where there's fluid on the brain and they're, they're, when they're born, there's not, I can't remember that medical term. He was 11, they, they diagnosed it in the womb and he's 11 months old. And after she got baptized, the Lord Brackley healed that boy and he's totally normal. <laughs> Her mother came to the next service in a wheelchair from a stroke, just sitting in the service. And they just said, Lord, let your glory fall and let your healing come. That woman in a stroke could not walk since she had the stroke, bound to a wheelchair, got up and started running around the church, running a race. There was a girl that was, uh, before she got saved, she was in depression and cutting. And the Lord told her to get in the water and get baptized. She went in and came out and all the scars from cutting were totally disappeared off of her body. There is a man, uh, the last time I was there, that had had a wreck five years ago, could not move any part of his body. He, he, he keeps coming to every service. And before he left that night, he was able to move his feet and feel them for the first time in five years. And he stood up with assistance. And he's getting stronger and stronger every service. There are demonstrations and creative miracles and Holy Spirit fire glory that God is releasing in this year and in this season where we are going to seek. Can you come up and play, Seth? Do you mind? Do you mind playing? Where we are going to see incredible miracles and breakthrough. I'm going to read to you one more quote, give you a word for Colorado. I didn't even get to this part. John 15, I want you guys to go and read it. Okay, can I give you an assignment? John 15. On March 15th of this year, the Lord gave me a message from John 15 about abiding in Him. And in this place of abiding with Him, not just reading your Bible, not just worshiping, but Lord, what is it? Do you want me to fast for 40 days? Lord, do you want me to go a whole year without watching TV? Not that they're even, I'm not talking about, I'm just being legalistic. In this place of abiding, when we abide with him and we lay down whatever he's asking us to do, we receive more of the Holy Spirit and it says in John 15, and he, he will hear your prayers and they will be answered. The Lord took me, it's not a big deal, the Lord, but he took me through a year and a half. I like, how many of you women like frou-frou stuff, pedicures and manicures? You know, it's fun. Took me through a year and a half. Don't do that. You can't do that. Okay, fine. And I spent that time in the word and spending more time with him. 
The Lord told me in March when this message was dropped into me. I went on a fast in March, and he and I can't go into tons of detail. Some of it's still in the work. And he said, start contending for some of the financial promises that's been promised over your ministry. And as I did, and as I did that, within a month, there were things that began to shift for us financially. And I had a very key meeting, and I'm, this week I'm going into a second meeting with this individual concerning finances for our ministry, a man that I'd never even met, but that asked to meet with me. God's awesome. There is a grace in this season to experience the presence of the Holy Spirit in deeper measures in order to become all God wants us to be. A revelation to many in the church of what we are and what we can be. A returning to God by means of the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit filling us and empowering us in new ways. We will be infused with His fiery Holy Spirit. Signs and wonders, healings. God, everybody in this house that needs a healing, God, we speak and release your healing anointing now over them. Father God, just as what we have seen in Arizona in that glory with you, Holy Spirit, no striving, it's just happening. We speak and release healing now to those in the house who need physical healing. Lord, we speak healing over Ralph Femrite right now. In Jesus' name, from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Lord, that glory that we were in, in December. Lord, I speak and release that impartation now of healing. Lord, over Lisa Collicott, Lord, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. I speak and release healing to her body. We speak that her muscles will gain strength and be restored and renewed. We speak to her body to gain weight. We speak healing. Ross, are you saved? Have you been struggling? I don't know. Do you need healing? Lord, I speak healing to Ross Wagle's body now from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Lord, that healing anointing, that glory, Lord, just release it now to him. Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. And I stand right now as a prophet in the house and I say where there has been infirmity and sickness, I break its assignment now in Jesus' name. And Lord, we speak a healing river, healing river, healing river. This is the year of the turnaround. This year is the year of breakthrough. This year is the year of recalibration. This year is the year of fulfilled promises coming to be. And we speak that over everybody here in this house. And we speak it over their families and their businesses and their homes in Jesus' name. I already gave about the partnership with the pastors and the leaders, Jade, for Colorado. Worship is key in this city, for this city and state. 
And in our span meeting on Friday night, the Lord gave this prophetic word. He is going to open the door to the door to the kingdom of God. There's going to be breakthrough in the north gate of the state and in the east gate of the state. Specifically, the east gate is Lyman. And what God reveals and breaks in the north gate up in that north area of Firestone, all that area up there, and in the east gate in Lyman, that there will be an exposure of darkness. It will be shut down. And when that happens, we will see another shift at a state level governmentally towards righteousness again. Ooh, I got more of it. This is a year for your breakthrough we let God recalibrate us anywhere he's wanting to recalibrate us at the end of this year we're going to be looking back going look what happened this happened this happened this happened this happened amen Carmen you guys are going to see increase in multiplication this year that where you have been weary and well doing because of the necessity God says this year you're going to see a shift and a breakthrough come and there will be ease and rest and peace in all that God has called you to do. Reset easy. Reset easy button. Reset easy button. Everything. This is the 15th year. Everything that the enemy has meant for harm will be turned for good this year. Favor and promotion will come for Todd this year in awesome ways. personal words and we're going to close down. Thank you guys for being so patient. Thank you guys. Christina and Mike Carbajal, I just hear the Lord saying, get ready, get your seatbelts on. Um, he's done, he's been done a good stretching in your life and that stretching is, is going to increase, but that God's going to have many surprises. I know we said that the other night, but many surprises for you in the days ahead and that there are going to be surprises concerning the nations that he has placed on your heart. Um, Mike, there is a great prophetic anointing in you. God's going to stretch you this year to where you're going to actually even be sharing and imparting to others of how God prophetically speaks to you and reveals to you and that you are going to become a spiritual father and mother to many. And so allow the stretching to happen because in the stretching, there's going to be deep anointing that begins to bubble up and bubble forth. This is your year. Christina, don't be surprised about nations that open up. Might be just one or two this year, but it's going to increase and it's going to keep happening. Amen? Amen. Sarah. And what is your husband's name? I'm sorry. What is it? Nick? Sorry. I should know that. Yeah. We said we love you, Becca. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lord, I need to be here more this year. All right. Sarah and Nick, I hear the Lord saying that this is a great year for your family and that God is giving you even creative ways this year uh, to see increase in multiplication come. I don't know what it is that you do, but financially with provision, that God is giving great uh, wisdom and creative ideas. You've already been praying into it, and this year will begin to be the fulfillment of that, that what the work of the hands that you are doing, there'll be increase in multiplication and financial provision that will come. And Sarah, girl, I just see that prophetic psalmist thing on you so strong. There are songs that are coming out in this season, and in the past season where that got shut down in you, we say, we want it in this house. We want the fullness of what God has placed in you and the anointing anointing in you. We receive it. We welcome it. We call forth that prophetic anointing and those songs to bubble forth to fullness. And the sound that God releases through you will release healing and deliverance in the house. 
Have you been writing new songs by yourself at home? You both are? Okay. So write them. Write them. Have you done them here yet? We want to hear. Right? We call forth the prophetic psalmist anointing. And we call forth the songs. And we say yes and amen. Amen. Julie Wilson, and then I'm done. Julie Wilson, uh, get ready. You, th- you think you're busy and you think you've multiplied. The Lord says you haven't seen anything yet. He said this is a year of great increase. He's bringing all around you that you need to have to fulfill the vision that he has given you. And that not only are you going to help those in need, but also there is going to become a refuge, a house of refuge for many in the city where there's going to be deliver. I know it's already happening some, but there's going to be an increase in deliverance. People are going to say, not only do we need to come to get our financial needs met and what we need for our family now, we're going to come because we need deliverance. We're going to come because we need healing. We're going to come because signs and wonders are breaking out in mercy ministries. So we need the fullness. You're going to see the fullness. They're going to get the full measure of what the kingdom of God has to offer them this year. So get ready. Have healing teams set up because you're because people are going to come needing physical healings and you're going to pray and they're going to get healed and it's going to increase more and more and more are going to come. So this is an awesome year, yeah? Are you ready for 2015? Are you ready for healings and signs and wonders and Holy Spirit, fire, glory, presence? And I, and I, though this is very specific, in the next six months, that you, the measure of healing that you will see come forth here in the house, it's just a jump start of what's going to begin to happen. The healing river that y'all are like, where has it been? It's been plugged up. Right now as a prophet of the house, I say, come forth in fullness in Jesus' name. And every assignment of the enemy to shut it down, I break it now in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys. God bless you.